Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to the mobile edition of the Drake Podcast of Joy on this amazing Sunday evening. I'm actually on my way to pick up my beautiful son from his friend's house. And so I thought I'd talk to you about insecurity. Insecurity is one of those things that in my life has haunted me, I would say, the last 10 years. And I want to teach you or I guess share with you a little bit of what I've learned about insecurity through years of therapy and reading and talking to people. My insecurity began after I left basically the life that I knew into to leave what I knew for what I wanted to. I've always love the church and I've always loved music but I always but I also have known that I have leadership gifts speaking gifts and so for the last 10 years I've been in this journey to try to find my way away from what I used to do music exclusively and to be a lead pastor to be uh, just a leader uh, to be someone who can set the tone and the uh, agenda and, and uh, the direction for an organization, in this case for a community of faith, a church. But I think because of many reasons, I have found myself feeling very insecure for about 10 years. And music hardly ever leaves me feeling insecure. So I thought, until recently, I've been discovering that even in music, which has been my sweet spot, I also felt, I, ha- I do feel insecure even now. So I wonder if that's a result of feeling insecure about my leadership and about this new career, this shift or change in my career my goals and my focus or if it's just if it's or maybe it's just that I have always been insecure and I just didn't know it for example today I was playing bass in the band at church and I didn't know this one part and so a friend of mine who is very kind and amazing he in a very kind way said hey why don't you try it this way that's the way they do it on the tape and so I got so upset and I even said something out loud which I later regretted or I I immediately regretted and later I um, I mended things with my friend and I said hey why don't you teach me that part after all I think I need it but it, it got me thinking all day how insecure I felt I think when you're a success person a success driven person like I am and maybe I know you probably are. Whenever you realize that you're not as good as you think you are or that your press clippings really aren't all that amazing, whenever someone kind of finds you out, that's when insecurity sets in. Or maybe insecurity sets in when you really aren't gifted at something. And I wonder often if I'm just not gifted at what I'm doing. Maybe I'm meant to be something else. And yet, and maybe the third thing is, insecurity sets in when you're stuck in between these two places. The first is 
your goals and your dreams and your drive, and then second, the inability to get there, to have the success that you long for. And so that liminal space or that that space between your dreams and reality can cause a man, a person to feel very insecure, depressed, anxious, nervous, fearful, dealing with issues of shame, failure, all the rest. And as an Enneagram 3, if you uh, want to learn more about that, just go to EnneagramInstitute.com or look up Richard Rohr Enneagram. As an Enneagram 3, I've realized that failure is my number one, kind of like my nightmare, my worst nightmare. For other people, that's not their worst nightmare. And so I've wondered if perhaps, as I said, insecurity is really not an issue of skill or a lack of skill, although I still wonder, but it's just a result of not feeling successful, of not having the external, um, the external, what do you call that, affirmation or reward. So in other words, to not grow my church in two years that I've been there from 50 to 500, it's just, it, it's, it's a nightmare for me. It makes me deeply insecure. Not in my abilities, but it makes me second guess. Well, I guess I'm not that good if I can't do, and I don't look at circumstances or all the rest. I look at what I believe is success, which is to double this thing in size. I mean, it's just like any entrepreneur, any person who wants to lose weight or who wants to find the perfect mate. If you can't get the girl the first time, then you feel like you're a loser. You feel horrible about yourself. Maybe other people don't. Maybe other people feel like, you know, I'm okay. It's, it's her. She's the one that's missing out. I wish I was more that way. I'm a blame myself first kind of guy. Other people, I have friends who are more uh, blaming others types, and I honestly wish I was more that way, but I think, uh, well, I know I'm not, so. Now, maybe you can relate to parts of this. Maybe you're saying, wow, this guy's really messed up, and yes, I am. But let me give you some hints on what I'm learning along my journey to deal with insecurity. Number one is I ask myself, do I want this? Do I really want this? In this case, do I want to be a lead pastor and to see this through? And the answer is absolutely yes. Absolutely resoundingly yes. So you have to ask yourself, do you want this? Do you want this marriage? Do you want to lose the weight? Do you want to find the the woman of your dreams? Do you want to see your business through? Do you want to write this book and write a second and a third one? Is this what you really want? Number two is... Are you needing to develop some tough skin and perseverance? If the answer to number one is yes, I want this, then the resistance is it's just part of the territory. It's just part of the deal. I'm sorry to tell you, but resistance, failure, ups and downs, lack of success, success, and then it all falls apart again. This is part, part and parcel to being a creative and a, and, and a person that wants to change the world. I mean, even just something that's more maybe mundane. My, my beautiful wife, she's sick, and she has this cough that I had about six months ago, which it's like a walking pneumonia, something like that. You're up for four or five days, and then you're down, and then you're up again, and you're down again. 
And when you're up and you're feeling better, you think, okay, good, I'm at it, I'm, I'm done with this. But then you feel horrible again. Now, imagine her thinking, oh, no, I'm dying. No, it's just how this virus works. It's the same thing. Creativity and, <laughs> and leading is like a virus. You're going to feel sick. And then you're going to feel amazing. And then you're going to feel sick again. And then you're going to feel amazing. And back and forth, back and forth. I follow a guy named uh, Brandon Russell. I think is his name. And he is a CEO for ClickFunnels. Which is an uh, online marketing website. It's genius. I love it. It's all about sales and all this stuff. I was a part of his program for like a year. Spent a bunch of money. Didn't do anything, but I learned a ton. His story, he said that ClickFunnels is his 10th company. It finally made him a millionaire. Made him into a millionaire. The previous nine companies, he lost millions. Almost lost everything. His marriage, his house, his life, his sanity. There's another guy, I forget his name, but uh, he tells the same story. How he was suicidal, and it wasn't until, I don't know, year 10 or something like that, that things worked out. You know, in reality, when I was just a worship pastor, I never risked anything. I wasn't an entrepreneur back then. I was just an employee. But now, these last 10 years, it's been the toughest years of my life. I feel like I'm in a inside the whale of Jonah's story, you know, just like just hanging on for dear life and uh, I've been in this particular situation for two years and I feel like it's been 20 not because it's I hate it I love it but because it's taking so darn long to, to make this work up and down up and down three steps forward five steps back blah 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 but guess what this is what it looks like this is what it sounds like when doves cry <laughs> go Prince and then the last tip is and this is the one that really touches my heart is look at the look at the people that you're that you're around that you get to do this whole thing with look at the amazing people that you get a chance to to work with and to come alongside and to serve and to love i mean doesn't that doesn't that matter to you isn't that quote better than all the success in the world Yes, like you, I want both. But, you know, when I was at these larger churches and, quote, having more success, I hardly felt connected to people. And in the church world, that's, that's backwards, right? You're supposed to feel connected to people. This is church. It's all about love. Now, sure, I don't have external success. My church is small. All the stuff. I don't feel like I'm an amazing leader or speaker or anything. Things that are eh, sometimes true, sometimes not true. But what I'm learning and what I do have, and this is why gratitude is so important, is people. I am surrounded by these beautiful, amazing individuals who love me to death, love me to pieces. They would they would take a bullet for me. They tell me that all the time, even though I'm not, in my opinion, amazing at anything. 
Except maybe to sing once in a while, although someone recently told me that I sound like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But when I realize the people that I work with, you know, that's really, that really matters. No movement happens on your own. No movement comes as a result of you doing things all alone. And yet, if I can be honest, that's been my dream. It's just to be a one-man show. The Lone Ranger who just does it all by himself, by herself. The the ideal self-made man millionaire. Or whatever, self-made millionaire. Oh man, I remember years ago dreaming to have what I have now. I literally remember crying and saying to God, Lord, I just want to lock arms with a band of brothers that I can do life with and reach my dreams with. You know, right now I'm picking up my son, but you know where I should be? Is with my friends, with my team. One of my lions, I call them my lions, her daughter is uh, turning 10 today. And you know why I'm not there? Shame. Just, I feel like I'm, I'm failing them and I'm failing myself and I'm failing my church. And that's just sad. That's why shame is so, so damaging. That's why insecurity is so harmful because it, not only, not only does it destroy you and the cause that you're, that you're pursuing, but it destroys the love between brothers and sisters. It destroys the very thing that we want to create. I don't want my shame to get in the way of me going to my friend's birthday party. I love her. I love her kids. I love her husband. I love her family. I know she worked hard, I'm sure, all week for this one day. And I couldn't even go to her party because I was feeling sorry for myself. Yep. That's right. That's what I did today. Sit at my computer, watching YouTube videos, licking my wounds because I felt so insecure about my service, about my sermon, whatever. That's what shame does. That's why we have to get rid of insecurity. So here's my question. What can you do today to get rid of insecurity? What can you replace it with? I would say replace it with thankfulness. What are you thankful for today? What can you be thankful for that will replace and will eliminate insecurity from your life? Do that and I, and I believe that we will all be better people, filled with more joy, laughter. And guess what? All the success that you want, whether it's money or friendships or justice or whatever you want, peace and love and fun, guess what? It'll come. It'll come in due time. Hang in there, keep at it, work hard, persevere. It'll all happen in due time. Okay, talk to you later. Thank you for listening to The David Trigg Show. Find the complete archive at davidtrigg.com or subscribe for free through the podcast app on iTunes or Stitcher on Android. Each week, we bring you a message of joy, success, and personal power in spite of fear, anxiety, and depression. Because as we like to say, though there's pain in the night, gozo comes in the morning.